Welcome back, coworkers, to another episode of Coworking, the podcast that brings you the conversations you're currently missing from your workplace. It's hard to believe that we're on episode seven already. You can't stop us. You can't. Unstoppable. I feel like we just started, but that's because we're in a pandemic and and time doesn't mean anything right now. (laughs) Um, I think tomorrow might be March 243rd, if. Somewhere uh, around there. Yeah. Uh, Now, I do want to throw out a a disclaimer, uh, because when people go to listen to this episode, it will be after the election. We are recording Mm -hmm. it before the election. Mm -hmm. So something crazy happens. And it seems like, why aren't they talking about that? That's why. We had no idea all of the pandas were going to escape from zoos around the country. We didn't didn't see it coming. Yeah. Coming to you from the past into the future. (laughs) All right. So this episode, Bianca, I'm so excited for this episode. I fell down a rabbit hole this week. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very deep rabbit hole. I didn't go down to the bottom even. <laughs> I only went like halfway. <laughs> You're still falling. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So I I already knew a little bit about this subject, but now I know a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bianca, you tell me, what do you know about the Mandela effect? Uh, so as far as I remember, like the general idea of the effect is that you believe you you think that you've remembered something that's happened and it's completely wrong and i think it comes from someone thinking that nelson mandela had mm-hmm. died and he was definitely still alive yeah so uh we talked about this at work a while ago mm-hmm. and, and people were sharing a few examples and i found a lot more examples but first i want to talk a little bit about uh you know exactly what it is, how how it uh, how people learned about it, mm-hmm. uh, and some of the weird theories behind it. So, I assumed that it was some like psychology thing. Like psychologists came up with this to talk about when groups of people have the same or similar false memories. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. Uh, the the term Mandela effect actually came from a woman. Uh, her name is Fiona Broom. She considers herself to be a paranormal consultant. I have several <laughs> questions, but yeah, no, tell me more. <laughs> uh, actually, and she also says she prefers the term ghost historian rather than ghost hunter. Of course. But yeah. she is an author. And so she wrote a book in 2009. So this is actually fairly new. It's only like 11 years old. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not entirely clear to me if she's the one that coined the phrase Mandela effect, mm-hmm. but at the very least, her book popularized it. And she said that it came the idea came about when she was at a like a sci-fi convention or something, and she was talking to somebody else, and she had this memory that Nelson Mandela had died in the mm-hmm. 80s while he was in prison, which of course did not happen. Uh and then of course she claims thousands of other people had the same memory, which it's not the proof is iffy. All oh, right. <laughs> but uh, so the effect is when it's it's not when like one person has a false memory. Mm-hmm, it's when mm-hmm. a bunch of people seem to have this same false memory. And so yeah. there's a lot of theories behind this. If you think of like the sci-fi crowd where this originated, 
they can come up with some pretty wild theories. Yeah. Um, so the first one, the first theory is that uh, we, or maybe just our consciousness, I don't know, occasionally move between parallel realities or, or parallel universes without mm-hmm. without recognizing it. And in these parallel universes, there's only this one minor difference that we mm-hmm. happen to remember from a long time ago that really has no bearing on our life or the universe, but we remember that one difference. So we must be in a parallel universe now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people that will talk about flip-flopping between these parallel universes Mm -hmm. they'll say well i remembered this thing was this way and then i remembered it was this different way Mm -hmm. uh and so i i flipped realities and then i noticed it went back to the original way so i'm back to my original reality now um so i think the thing that's most fun about the parallel universe thing is that physicists like actual phd physicists they will tell you that there is probably parallel universes. So I'm not going to contest the parallel (laughs) universe piece of this. Mm -hmm, What mm -hmm. I am going to contest is people just easy breezy going in between different parallel universes. Like I have trouble parallel parking and you're telling me that people just (laughs) willy nilly go back and forth between parallel universes? Yeah. How- well, they, they're they not controlling it. They don't even notice that it happens Interesting. until they remember something incorrectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I am a little curious what other kinds of things that these people believe. Because in mm-hmm. my experience, if you believe one crazy thing, you often believe many other crazy things. But that's not the only theory. Uh, there's other theories that uh, when there is a Mandela effect, where a bunch of people have remembered something incorrectly, that it's actually evidence of time travelers. People that have traveled back in time and changed this thing, but okay. it did not affect our memories of it. Sure. So, so oh. that's getting a little wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest. That seems far more plausible than flip-flopping <laughs> between alternate realities. Yeah. And so, of course, again, uh, the things that have changed from these time travelers are minimal. (laughs) They have they have no bearing on our day to day. But it's like a butterfly effect, right? Like they they stepped on a flower when they came back to the past. And then that flower changed like our understanding of a movie title or something like Mm -hmm. that. Exactly. Mm. Uh, so another piece with these theories, I, I, was, I saw this term a lot, and this was not a term that came up when we were talking about this at work, residue. So uh, a residue is a, it's a trace of evidence of the old reality. So <laughs> basically evidence that the way you remembered it is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people say like, they have a lot of theories behind why this residue would even exist. You know, some people, they don't even want the residue to exist because they want to believe I have jumped into this parallel universe where the way I remember it, does there's no evidence that it was ever that way because obviously I'm in this other universe where it's always been this other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the skeptics will say the residue is evidence that maybe it was that way and that's why you're remembering it wrong. 
or it's just evidence of other people remembering it wrong. Who knows? Who's to say? I, I have to tell you, it's really hard to keep up with the theories, not because they're complicated, but because I still cannot get past ghost historian <laughs> like that. Mm, that really stuck with me. Like, yeah. I, I need you to know that I would watch a show on A&E called Ghost Historian. <laughs> I would absolutely watch that. Yep. If you go look up Fiona Broom, mm-hmm. she's got a lot of stuff about being a ghost historian. Mm. Well, I know what I'm doing <laughs> after we're done recording the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now I want to get into some some of the cases of Mandela effects. Mm-hmm. So the big one that we talked about at work and probably the one that people, at least people our age, are most familiar with is Berenstein Bears, mm-hmm. which you are probably familiar with this one. Yes. Yep. I had the books grown up. Okay. And so uh, how do you remember Berenstein being spelled? Um, I thought I remembered them being the Berenstein mm-hmm. Bears, like Frankenstein yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you're going to tell me that I'm wrong, right? Well, yeah. It's it's Baron yeah. Stain. It's right. uh, spelled A-I-N at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people, they, they had this come to light all of a sudden. And they're like, no way. I totally remember it being E-I-N when I was a kid. Uh, and then, of course, you know, people, they start looking for evidence. They found their yeah. old books and they're like, oh my gosh, all my old books are spelled A-I-N and I never noticed. Right. Uh, or or other pieces of, you know, Berenstain stuff. Uh, but then you go look up who the author is. Mm-hmm. It's a, It was a couple. Their last name is Berenstain, A-I-N. So obviously when they created a book, it's named after them. And it's not even like, oh, the authors were Berenstein and then they named it right. something slightly different. They went one for one. Yeah. And and people eventually started finding evidence of misspellings where people accidentally spelled it E-I-N. So uh, there's a picture uh, that went, a couple pictures actually, of VHS tapes that kind of made the rounds on the internet. And of course, a lot of people were like, oh, that's fake. Right, <laughs> but, right. Photoshop. But they're not. Lots of other people found those same tapes. So there's a tape of an episode called Learn About Strangers, which is incredibly important. That's Mm -hmm. the moral of that story. Uh, Super good. Yeah, Stranger Uh, Danger. This this VHS tape actually had it spelled both ways on the tape stickers. So, you know, on the flat side of the VHS tape, there's a sticker there that had it spelled one way. And then a sticker on the end of the tape uh, that had it spelled the other way. Shut the front door. So you know, misspelling. I I think that's how anybody would take that. Mm -hmm. Another good one. There's a VHF tape of the episode, not so buried treasure. They didn't have to look very hard for that treasure. (laughs) Uh, It has the Berenstain Bears logo. You remember like the cursive logo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously spelled with an A, but the copyright notice on this sticker is spelled with an E. And then I started thinking, you know, you can go look up copyrights. There's oh, a sure. website where you can do that. It's called cocatalog.loc.gov. So I just went there. Yeah. And I tried searching for Berenstain Bears with an A, and there's over 33,000 records of copyrights. And then I searched it with an E, and there's 11 records. So 11 <gasps> times somebody has submitted a copyright with it misspelled. But 
But would that have been so prevalent in my baby Bianca mind? Oh, that see. I would have remembered that over the 33,000 30, different other places. So here's some of the other stuff that I came up with while I was digging through this. Uh, there was a, a picture of a plush Berenstein bear, like a stuffed doll, Berenstein sure. bear, uh, where it had the, the Berenstein bears logo with an A, but it was spelled, misspelled with an E. <gasps> there's, there's a lot of these where it was misspelled. Um, and so here are some of my theories, my personal theories on why I also thought it was spelled E-I-N, mm-hmm. but here's my theories on why we all thought that. One, the logo is written in cursive. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I was a little kid, I couldn't read cursive. It just looked like a jumbled mess. Yep. So I'm not obviously not remembering the spelling of that cursive logo. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I stopped. I think I stopped reading Berenstein Bears books by the time I could read cursive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Uh, probably the bigger one is the cartoon that aired in the 80s. Uh, they always pronounced it sort of ambiguously. It was mm-hmm. Berenstein. That you don't you don't enunciate and you don't uh, put the emphasis on that last syllable. Yep. Uh, now, what's really funny is I found an article that was trying to say, you know, here is an episode of this old Berenstein Bears show, this cartoon, and in the uh, in the intro song, they clearly say Berenstein, and I listened to it and I'm like, no, nah, they they said Berenstein. Yeah. Uh, but but that's almost like a Laurel versus Yanni type of thing where you're gonna hear. <gasps> Whatever yep. you want to hear. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, oh, great callback, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's nothing in any of this that would suddenly point out this glaring thing that it's mm-hmm. actually spelled A-I-N. And that's important because uh, Stain is not a common surname suffix. Mm-hmm. I went and looked up the common surname suffixes from all the different countries, Stein isn't on there. But you know what is on on there? Stein or Steen. Mm-hmm. S-T-E-I-N. That's extremely common. Yep. And so because of all that, I think the default in all of our minds is that it would be spelled E-I-N. And then when somebody points out that it's actually spelled A-I-N, we're like, <gasps> no, yeah. I'm right. in a parallel universe now. Yeah. Yeah, that muddled vowel in the in the way you pronounce it i could definitely see it being either a or e so that one Mm -hmm. i think enough evidence has come out now that a lot of the mandela effect believers actually don't think that berenson bears is a mandela effect (laughs) so we can just put that one to rest so the only people the only people that still think that are people that put like one foot dipped it into the hole, the rabbit mm-hmm. hole of the Mandela effect. So now I've got some other ones, ones that I know we didn't talk about at work. Okay. And these are the ones that I'm going to quiz you on. I'm so ready. Now, there's two strategies whenever you're asking somebody about these. Mm-hmm. You can try to plant the seed of that false memory in their head mm-hmm. and, and tr- see if it, you can trick their brain into believing that they remember it too. Or you can ask it, in like as scientific a way as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when I, I asked many of these to my wife and I always did it in the scientific way and she didn't misremember a single one. 
So I'm not going to do that with you. I'm going to try to plant some seeds. <laughs> Let's get those false memories going. All right. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for this quiz instead of like other BuzzFeed quizzes that I've taken today. <laughs> like uh, pick a hamster and we'll tell you which decade you should have been born in. Or like design a salad and we'll tell you which career you should have. Yeah, no, this is this is way better. All right. I've got a lot of these. So we're going to. We're going to try to speed through a, yep. a few of them. Uh, so first up, this one, it's, it's a perfect Mandela effect for the modern age. Uh, there is a set of emojis uh-huh. uh, that seem to have disappeared. So let's see if you remember any of these. There's a robber emoji. If you remember the uh, the picture of a guy where all you see is like his shoulders and his head, and he's yeah. got the black Zorro mask yes, yes, yes. and white and black stripes, and he's got a money bag over his shoulder. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I remember the guy with the Zorro mask for sure. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't exist. There is no emoji of that. Greg. Uh, There's another good one. Another (laughs) good one of a hiker. And this one is like, um, I think you see his whole body and he's got like one or two sticks and and maybe there's a mountain behind him. Yeah. And and he's hiking. That one doesn't exist either. I feel like I remember him wearing shorts. No, there that, is no hiker emoji. Real? There is no hiker emoji. And then a, a couple other ones. A seahorse. Do you remember an emoji of a seahorse? A lot an of people said it was seahorse. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like peach or coral somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't exist either. There is no seahorse emoji. Hang 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 on. <laughs> the where did I see them then? So did... so there is a theory that a lot of these uh, were part of online ads. Um, there's been a lot of ads for a game called BitLife, uh, which would have used like their own custom emojis in the in their ads. But nobody has found actual proof that like this is where we're all remembering it. Uh, and the crazy thing about emojis, they do they never disappear fully. They can change the logo or the icon to be something slightly different. So a good example is uh, there used to be an emoji of a, a gavel, like a judge's gavel. Sure. And it, it changed to just be a hammer, like a tool, the hammer. <gasps> but the Unicode behind the emoji, is once, the same. once that gets assigned to something, some general thing, you can't take that away. Uh, I think I'd read that there's been one ever that was kind of taken away and that had to do with some political stuff with uh, like the Taiwanese flag, something mm. like that. But otherwise, any other emoji, uh, they can't go away completely. They can just be changed to something else. So here, here's the most shocking piece of residue about this uh, uh, missing emojis. There was a person that made this post. I found this post. They said, uh, my family has a hiking slash camping apparel and equipment company and I run all the social media. In our original bio on Instagram, it said something along the lines of, your first stop for hiking, and then a hiker emoji, Yeah. camping, and then a uh, tent emoji, mm-hmm. yoga, and a yoga emoji, mm-hmm. and fitness needs, and then the guy lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Family owned and operated, made in the USA. And they said they just recently had to change that uh, the wording on Instagram because the hiker and the yoga emojis had been blacked out into little cubes like the Unicode was messed up. 
And I originally thought it was just my phone that I just had it updated or something. But then I realized uh, that they'd been completely taken off of my keyboard. So I changed it all completely and left out all the emojis. And this person said they hadn't even thought about the fact that this is like a Mandela effect thing. They just they just assumed that it they had been discontinued. Like that's a thing that happens to emojis. I... Uh, I'm questioning like the foundation of my reality. If there's no seahorse <laughs> emoji, there I... are so many people out there that swear that they sent a tweet or a text or some other message to somebody using these emojis. But then of course, as they go look through the history, they can't find it. You know, what is weird is there are some emojis that exist uh, when I open my emoji picker on my Mac mm-hmm. that do not exist within Slack. So I've had to like find them in my emoji picker on my computer. Oh yeah. But because Slack doesn't have them, but I've never considered like, oh, I just made this emoji up and it just doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. So yeah, Slack doesn't use the Unicode stuff for mm-hmm. their emojis. Um, I don't, it might honor actual Unicode characters. I'm not sure. I think it does because I can copy paste. Yeah. Phones, social media, those are all using the exact same Unicode base. You can go look up the giant list of emojis as of today. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you the Unicode. Sometimes it's multiple Unicodes put together. Um, so like I remember it was like construction worker and then gender. And mm-hmm. if you put those two Unicodes together, you'll either get the the man construction worker or the woman construction worker, stuff like that. But yeah. This one's got a lot of people fired up and there's a great tweet that I saw of somebody drawing the robber emoji. Yeah. And they're like, is this what you were thinking of? And everybody's like, yes, where is it? Yeah. People are going nuts over these emojis. I, uh, oh boy, that shook me to the core. (laughs) I am, mm, I'm very confused. Now I'm like, what else are you going to throw at me? Like what other things have I just thought we're real and are totally, are you going to tell me that my dogs are fake next, Greg? Like <laughs> Maybe. Where is... Oh my God. All right. So next up I got these ones. These are hardly Mandela effects, but mm-hmm. they still get posted in the Mandela effect realm. People believe them. Some people go nuts over them, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of good reasons for them uh, that they're not these. Are... So these next several are all spelling related. Uh, so first up, how do you spell Chick-fil-A? Is it C-H-I-C-K and then a hyphen, F-I-L hyphen, and then a capital A? Yeah, more or less. I don't know if the A is capitalized or not. But a ton of people swear, oh, it used to be spelled C-H-I-K. Okay, so I was going to say C-H-I-K, and then I was like, that didn't make sense. Because chi- chicken <laughs> yeah. is C- starts with C-H-I-C-K. Yeah. So I, it's got to be where it comes from. Is you, If you remember the commercials with the cows where they said, mm-hmm. eat more chicken, the cows don't know how to spell. And they spell yep. chicken C-H-I-K-I-N. That makes sense. Yep. There's also some crazies out there that remember it being spelled C-H-I-C. And oh, I no. think they just don't know how to spell. Yeah, yeah. that's just that's just straight up wrong. Uh, another common one that I see a lot, uh, and this is one where people talk about flip flopping, uh, Fruit Loops. 
Oh, you son of a gun. You how to spell Fruit Loops. Okay, so I know that it's L double O P S, but I don't remember how fruit is spelled. Is it fruit like actual fruit or does fruit follow <laughs> the loops? Son of a gun. I I'm going to go true fruit on this one. Fruit and then loops? No. No. no it's fruit is, it's F-R, technically it's F-R-O-O-T, but it's never like the actual characters of O's. It's the, the serial circles. Right. And so this one, I feel like it's pretty easy to explain that when we see a spelling where some of the characters have been uh, removed and replaced with objects, we don't yeah. remember this like the spelling based on the objects we remember the spelling based on what makes sense for that word right because it and sounds so, like a word that we already know and a word yeah. that we know how to spell yeah that yeah. makes sense so if you were to type out fruit loops obviously loops is still going to be l o o p s because yep. that's how you spell loops yeah but most people are still going to spell fruit the correct way f r u i t because that's what we remembered yep so i think if they had spelled fruit on the box Without the cereals for the yeah. O's, I think people would actually remember that. Uh, next up, how do you spell Looney Tunes? Uh, it's L-O-O-N-E-Y. I know that for mm -hmm. sure. Yep. And is it T-O-O-N-S because they're cartoons? Nope. Scrub! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is T-U-N-E-S. And a lot of people, they get fired up over this one because they say... T-U-N-E-S doesn't even make sense. They're cartoons. Yeah. We call them tunes. Why aren't they Looney Tunes with two O's? Well, if you go back in time, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, we didn't, the people in general, didn't refer to cartoons as just tunes until the 80s. It is really from uh, the movie um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm -hmm. Like Toontown and all that. And then shortly after that, there was a cartoon called Tiny Toon Adventures. I but loved before Tiny that, Toon Adventures. Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, before that, though, everybody only referred to it as cartoons. And so Looney Tunes, where that actually came from, uh, it was inspired by a different musical animated series. I think it was animated. Called Silly Symphonies. And then there's hmm. another series called Merry Melodies. So it was literally supposed to refer to music. So Looney Tunes. That's Gosh. how that comes out. Um all right, and then this, this one is kind of silly. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people remember spelling dilemma, D-I-L-E-M-N-A, which is wrong. That's not how you spell dilemma. But what's funny about it is people specifically remember learning in school uh, how to sound it out in their head so they spell it right. No. So like if you ever, if you do like the, I always do the B-E-A beautiful. Do you remember how to spell yes. beautiful? Yep. They remember Dil M Na. And my reaction no. to that is, you got bad teachers. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. No. But it, people will say, like, that is such a strong memory. Surely it had to have been spelled that way. No. But we get taught incorrect things all the time by teachers. How many of us were taught that blood is blue when it doesn't have oxygen in it? Yeah. Were, were you ever taught that? Yes, yeah, because that's why, like, your veins look blue. Yeah, it's because yeah. it hasn't been exposed to the air. Yeah. No. Yeah, which is not true at all. Blood is not blue. <laughs> it's always red. It's always yeah. some shade of red. All right. Uh, I got a book along here because I, I got a lot of these. 
I'm ready. Um, some more that are not, uh, not spelling related. What is the, uh, can you say the first line of the song, the intro song from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Uh, I'll give you the first few words. It's a beautiful day. It's a, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day for a neighbor. Yeah. Uh, that's not it. Son of a gun. It's it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood is what Mr. Rogers sings. And for some reason, uh, when the Tom Hanks movie came out and people heard that, they're like, why is he singing it wrong? Right. And then they go back to actual episodes. They're like, why is he singing it wrong? And then they, they think they misremember it. But I mean, the movie is called beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes. And, and my other theory on this is, Nobody ever says this neighborhood. We have so many sayings about neighborhoods and it's always the neighborhood. You know, welcome to the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. At first, I thought you were going to tell me that there's like a nut, there's like a verse that starts <laughs> the theme song and I was going to be like no. I have I have zero clue. I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay, the one that we all know incorrectly." Now. Yeah. Mm. No, nothing that crazy. Uh so here's here's a better one, slightly better one. Uh, were you did you ever watch the old James Bond movies? They used to be on TV a lot. Yeah, yeah parts and pieces. Yep. Do you remember the movie Moonraker at all? I'll give you a hint. It has the character Jaws. He was the really tall guy with the metal mouth. I don't remember. So there's a scene in Jaws. Uh, I don't remember all the details about it, but he uh, smiles at this girl. And then she smiles at him and then he like falls in love with her instantly. Uh And what everybody remembers, remember he, I said, he's got the metal mouth. What everybody remembers is that this girl that smiled had braces and that's why he fell in love with her. And there is even a poll on Twitter uh, from the, from this uh, Twitter account called James Bond live. They had a poll. What factor first attracted Jaws to Dolly? That was the girl's name in Moonraker. Uh-huh. And the winning answer was braces, and that's but not she true. did she didn't have braces, <gasps> mm. and so that one blows a lot of people's minds because they're like, oh, I so clearly remember that because it makes sense in the context, right? But but that's another one where one, if you were watching that on VHS or standard Dev TV, the quality of that video is not as good as you remember, <laughs> and and when you have all this context to surround something, your brain just kind of fills in what it thinks should be there. Oh, for so, sure. That's a that's a good example of just like easy for a lot of people to misremember it. Uh, so here's here's a fun one. Uh, can you tell me what color is most what color that everybody knows is most similar to chartreuse? Green. Yes, that is right. Uh, a lot of people for some reason think it's some kind of like pink or something like fuchsia. Oh, interesting. So so I didn't know what what it was when I was reading this. I probably would have guessed it was some somewhere in like the red to pink, but that's only because for some reason in my mind it seems like we always have fancy colors for that sector of the color wheel. <gasps> interesting. And and chartreuse has like 20 characters for two syllables. It's right. ridiculous. <laughs> uh I feel proud i feel uh vindicated as a <laughs> as a designer knowing what color chartreuse yeah. is 
But I found a lot of posts on the internet of people saying like, what, chartreuse is green now? No, I remember it being like purple or pink. Like they remember it so strongly that they're trying to call that out as a Mandela effect. All right. So speaking of colors, this one is also a pretty good one. And this this has blown a few minds. I'm ready. Uh, now, I asked you beforehand for some of shows that you used to watch. Yep. And I wanted to see if I could find any good Mandela effects on these. Yeah. And you mentioned everybody's favorite purple dinosaur, mm-hmm. Barney. Yep. Um, so I want you, I'm going to, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah. I'm going to describe him to you and I want you to vi- envision him in your head. Yep. Uh, so if you recall, he's kind of like a light purple or like a fuchsia color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also stop me if any of this sounds off to you. Yep. Um, but he's got, he's got a really big head yep. and he, he's kind of got beady eyes, but, mm-hmm. but you can still see some white in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of got ambiguous nostrils. Like they're not really there except for how the fabric is folded mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mouth is open. It's like wide open. Yeah. Cause he's got uh, he a smile. Ha- yeah. He, he doesn't have well-defined teeth. It's just like a strip of white on the top and the bottom. Yes. 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 Uh, and then you can, you can see his tongue like inside of his mouth, but otherwise it's just kind of black mm-hmm. in his mouth. He's got a puppet uh, mouth. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a green belly. You know, maybe chartreuse. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he's got he's got like the short stubby arms. Yeah. And the hands are the hands are basically mittens. He's got like the thumb and yeah, because he's all like, the other fingers folded together. He's like a plump T Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then he's got he's got short legs. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, on his feet, he's got three yellow claws for toes on each foot. I don't remember the claws per se, but everything else sounded right all right so the part that nobody remembers is that his tongue was spotted what what all right so this feeling that you have right now is the feeling that many people get i lied to you bianca his tongue is not spotted what his tongue is not spotted okay okay he doesn't have a tongue like he doesn't have a tongue at all? No. Is it just like like black nothingness and then those like white strips of teeth? Yeah. I, uh, ooh. But uh. see, the fact that I was describing him and said that he had a tongue and then said like, oh, people don't remember that his <laughs> tongue was spotted. I, It's like planting these fake memories in your head. Yeah. Oh, I thought, uh, okay. So I could see. Him not having a tongue, but I definitely thought he had like a like a pink tongue, like you would if you were a puppet, because he was just a giant puppet. Yeah, he, you know he does not have a tongue, no tongue. Weird. I thought you were gonna tell me that his stomach wasn't. He didn't have like a big green <laughs> spot on his stomach, and I was gonna be like, this whole court's out of order. All right. So that feeling that you just had, yes, that is the same feeling that I had. On this next one. Okay. Oh. And I've been I've been racking my brain trying to figure out how I got this false memory in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. I know we talked about this one at work, but I can't remember if you were there. So I'm going to see if you remember this or not. Yeah. In the 90s, do you remember Sinbad, the actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you know what Mandela effect I'm about to say? I do. I do. Okay. Because I thought the same thing. 
You also thought yes. he was in a genie movie? Absolutely, I did. I remember him wearing this very genie-like <laughs> outfit. Yeah. I Yes, I am 104% on your side. I remember, like, this is a... I, I feel like I saw the movie as a kid. Like, no one yeah. can tell me that I did it. So when somebody mentioned that at work, my first reaction is, oh, you're joking, right? Because I remember that. I remember a genie movie with Sinbad. And a lot of people, when if I if I were to say that, a lot of people would say like, no, you're confusing him with Shaq and Kazam. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, no, no. I it's know Shaq movie. and Sinbad are different people. Yes. Um, now, people have found some evidence, because even Sinbad, the actor, is very confused by this. People have found <laughs> some evidence <laughs> of why people would be misremembering this. Yeah. So in 1994, Sinbad hosted a TNT special if you remember way back then, mm-hmm. you would get like some famous person to be in every commercial break mm-hmm. talking about the show or these movies. So he was hosting a special of Sinbad the Sailor movies, which I'm not familiar with those movies at all, but I watched a lot of TNT as a kid. So I probably sure. saw this. In that special, he dressed up kind of like a genie. I think he was supposed to be a pirate, but he had like the turban on and and like his outfit that he's wearing looks like what people were describing when they were describing Sinbad as a genie. Uh, some other things that could get people to cross their wires in their brains of these memories. Uh, one of his VHS movies had a preview for Kazam. Kazam came out in 96. Interesting. Um, and so there's pieces like that that can start to make you think like, yeah, maybe... Uh, maybe I am just misremembering it from that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if I had just, you know, inadvertently read about somebody else talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that started to plant a bunch of memories in my head. Um, so one of the things that cracks me up the most about the Mandela effect is so many of these people insist that their memory is infallible. <laughs> oh, the human memory is... uh very hackable yeah i i don't subscribe to that i know my memory (laughs) can Mm -hmm. be wrong so i've just been trying to figure out you know what are all the what are all the things that i've done that made me believe and i don't even know how long i have believed that there was this movie this genie movie with sinbad you know did i believe it when i was 13 years old i don't know right maybe i didn't believe it till i was like 25 like who have i gone around and spread these lies to unknowingly. Got some other big ones. Yep. We're, we're going to blaze through them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. You remember Steamboat Willie, the very first Mickey Mouse oh, cartoon? Yeah. yeah. It's like all black and white and he's, he's driving the steamboat and he's whistling his song. Yeah. And then at, at some point he like, he like puts his thumbs underneath his suspender straps and he like stretches them out. Yeah. Does that ring a bell? Like you can see that very clearly in your head. I yes, you're yeah, gonna tell me never that he didn't. Son of a gun! He not only did he not do that in Steamboat Willie, he didn't do it in any of those early cartoons. And Mickey Mouse never wore suspenders. No. Yeah. Never wore suspenders. Like never ever? wore suspenders. There's like people have found cartoons of him wearing overalls. They have found. Uh, like stuffed Mickey Mouses that are wearing suspenders, but in the cartoons, you never did. Wow. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. And and that is one, like, 
I read the description of him with the suspenders and putting his thumbs behind him and stretching out the suspenders. And I, and I saw it in my head. I'm like, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. And then I went and watched the cartoon and I'm like, he's not even wearing suspenders. I don't. Left is right. Up is down. All right. Another one still on the Disney train. Ooh. I got, I got three Disney ones here. Yep. Uh, you remember there's been a lot of different Disney intros. Yeah. But there's one that was pretty common. It was a blue background. Yep. And then a castle. Yep. And then Tinkerbell comes in and writes Disney, like in cursive underneath uh-huh. castle. Uh-huh. And then like dots the eye with the wand. Sure. Yeah, that one doesn't exist. In fact, there's never been a blue background with a castle with Tinkerbell that people can find. <sighs> then where did it come from? So uh, that blue background with the castle, Disney does get written yes. in cursive, not by Tinkerbell. And then it like also puts an arc over the castle and that's kind of like fireworks or something. Yeah. There's also been other intros with Tinkerbell. Um, so there was a common intro for like the wonderful world of Disney on ABC uh, when they were, when they'd have their movies on TV mm-hmm. uh, that would have a like like a 3D castle or something like that. And Tinkerbell would fly in and, and use her wand to like make some fireworks. But never the blue background with the castle. Mm. Now, this one, when I told my wife, I described it to her first. And she said, yeah, I remember that. And then when I told her it doesn't exist, she's like, no. Mm-mm. And then everybody instantly starts scouring YouTube. Oh, their of course. VHS collections, their DVD collections. Mm. They go nuts over this. Mm. All right. Another Disney one. Hit me. Uh, do you remember the movie, The Jungle Book? The original yeah. cartoon? Yep. Do you remember the song, I Want to Be Like You? Yeah. That's the name of the song. Yep. Where And, and Baloo is wearing some stuff. Isn't he wearing a hat? No, he's not wearing a hat. Uh, so this one, I don't know if I should describe it to you or not. Do you want me to describe it to you? Yeah, hit me. All right. So uh, so he's wearing a grass hula skirt. Yes. Yep. And a coconut bra. Mm-hmm. And then the coconut lips to look like King Louie. Mm. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. That's what you're going to tell me didn't happen? Him dressed up? Like in the no, the he was costume? he was definitely dressed up. He was yeah. definitely dressed up. Yeah, uh, but he didn't have a coconut bra. Mm-mm. That's yeah. no. Mm-mm. People are getting fired up over this one, and this one actually has a very interesting piece of residue. Uh, so one of the one of the animators for Jungle Book, uh, his name is Floyd Norman. In 2014, he wrote a blog page talking about his experience with the Jungle Book. And in there, he wrote, Veteran writer Larry Clemens thought having animated characters in drag was a surefire gag. Every time the story team would come up with a wacky idea, Larry would always chime in and say, what if we put him in drag? That would be hilarious. Eventually, Larry managed to get his way. When Baloo the Bear has his wacky I want to be like you duet with King Louis the Orangutan, mm-hmm. we put Baloo in a coconut bra and a grass skirt. I think we finally managed to please Larry, and perhaps he was right after all. The zany duet between Louis, Prima, and Phil Harris is a genuine showstopper. So this animator, he, in his blog post, he's even remembering 
that they put Baloo in a coconut bra. But if you go watch that, there is no coconut bra. And this is one I asked my wife. I asked my wife, you know, envision Baloo in that drag and what's he wearing? And she said, she only said the coconut lips and the grass hula skirt. (gasps) So she remembered. Yeah, she remembered correctly. And part of that is because I didn't suggest to her Mm -hmm. that there was ever a coconut bra. Mm. All right. I got a couple other big ones. Yeah. Uh, This next one, this may or may not be a big one for you. We'll find out. Okay. Did you ever visit the Statue of Liberty? I have not visited the Statue of Liberty. I lived. Oh, it's not going to be as good then. I know. I lived in New York State for the majority of my young life. Uh, but I've never been to the Statue of Liberty. So a lot of people that have visited the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. say that they remember going up in the torch. Like you, you used to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what they remember is going up in the torch. In reality, you've never been able to go up in the torch. It was just it never, has never been open to tourists. Interesting. Yeah. And I found a really great post from somebody that worked as a park ranger there mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh they said they were actually on crown duty, so they would be in the crown. Uh, and then they said, if I had a dollar for every person who told me they went up to the torch when they were younger, <laughs> like they would get this all the time. And they would just look at these people and say, no, you didn't. And then these people, of course, would insist that they did. So they would ask, yeah, how'd you get up there? And they would say, oh, I, there's a lot of stairs. And then they'd say, no, you didn't, because there's not stairs up to the torch. It's, it's actually this crazy ladder up the arm which no tourist has like the, no tourist should be climbing these this ladder sure. like this. Um, but then they they actually provided a really great link uh, just a couple years ago I think they put together a VR tour of the statue so they had picked a bunch of locations and then they did like the 360 degree picture so you can like look around in there and so you can actually see what it is like to go up to the torch and see what it's like in the torch or like, it's more like a balcony. You're not really in the torch. I feel like I knew that you couldn't go to the torch because I did just watch Ghostbusters um, mm. and the torch blows up into actual flame and I, I and they hang out in the crown so uh, my apology is Ghostbusters 2 is when they do it <laughs> because they squirt the slime all over and then uh, they listen to fun, funky music. And that's what uh, it's the positively charged slime that gets the, <laughs> the Statue of Liberty walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apparently a lot of people remember it. I have also never been to the Statue of Liberty, so this one didn't really mean anything mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Last one. And this is the one I saved. I saved this one because this is the one that people on the internet have been the most fired up about. Yeah. This one did not affect me at all okay. because I am I was oblivious to this kind of stuff as a kid. Oh, okay. Do you remember the Fruit of the Loom logo? Uh yes. Because it's on a lot of my husband's undershirts. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe it to me? Okay, so I know what you're going to say. Okay. And I definitely thought that there was a cornucopia. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you what fruits are there. Like, I want to say it's an apple and maybe some grapes and yep. then maybe like an orange. Um, or 
I, I don't remember what the third fruit is. I remember the apple because that red is so distinct. And I remember yeah. the pop of color from the purple grapes. I, th- I I actually don't remember what else is there besides the grapes either. Yeah. That part's not important. What's important is yeah. the, that basket, the cornucopia. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, so when I saw the two logos side by side, I thought the one with the cornucopia also looked more real. Right. But I never paid attention to this logo to begin with. And so when somebody, when I read that it never had the cornucopia, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so I didn't think much of it. But then, oh my gosh, so many debates about this on the internet. So many people searching for, you know, this residue. <laughs> uh, so so here's a, here's a few pieces, some of the best pieces of the residue. If you go look up the trademark, mm-hmm. one of the fields for every trademark is this design search code. And in there it says berries, raspberries, strawberries is one line, grapes as a line, apples mm-hmm. as a line, and then baskets of fruit, containers of fruit, cornucopia, horn of plenty. <gasps> so that's kind of interesting, right? Interesting. But people have pointed out that the design search code is really just there to help people find other similar designs. Mm-hmm. So if somebody else was going to make a design with a cornucopia and some fruit, they would be able to search and see that, oh, Fruit of the Loom is also similar. Mm -hmm. There's actually a separate field on the trademark uh, that's for the description, and it doesn't appear that it ever described a cornucopia. Sure. Uh, This this next piece of residue is really fascinating. Uh, In, I think it was 1973, there was an album by Frank West. I don't know what kind of music this was, Mm -hmm. but the name of the album is Flute of the Loom. Oh, boy. Obviously a play on Fruit of the Loom, mm-hmm. right? And if you look at this picture of this album, it's a bunch of food in front of a musical instrument that looks like a cornucopia. <gasps> Interesting. People even tracked down the artist of this album cover. His name is Ellis Chapel. So they reached out to him. And asked him, like, what was your inspiration yeah. for this album, Mart? And he's like, it was the Fruit of the Loom logo. And then, you know, when somebody asked him uh, if he remembered that logo having the cornucopia in it, he said, of course. Why else would I have put that in the art? Like, oh, I wouldn't just make that up. My Lanta. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy, right? So, so I mean, from... So from like a logo perspective, I honestly would not have given it second thought because brands go through logo design, logo redesign, brand refreshes every so often. And so if they had at what, let's say hypothetically, uh, if it pleases the court, let's say (laughs) that the cornucopia was in the original logo. And then for the redesign, Mm -hmm. they were just like, nah, we're good with just the fruit. I would have totally understood that, right? Like, yeah, that would, and, and that's what a lot of people will believe at first. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, well, it must have changed, but there's no evidence of it ever having mm, that cornucopia. Spooky. Somebody reached out to the official Twitter account for Fruit of the Loom, and they asked if it's true that the logo never had a cornucopia, and the response they got was, "Yes, it's true that it never existed." The response also said, "Some of us here." are still convinced that it was a thing though so even the employees at fruit of the loom they are somehow remembering that it had this basket but now here's here's my favorite piece about this whole mandela effect for fruit of the loom yeah there's i found a post by a guy he said he grew up in alvaton kentucky i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right 
but that's there's a Fruit of the Loom factory there or nearby. And their dad worked at Fruit of the Loom. Yeah. So they remembered the logo as having the basket or the cornucopia. Uh, but at some point around two years ago, this person that made the post, uh, they had seen it without the logo and they're like, well, that's weird. And so then they went and of course looked it up and they found that it never had the logo and they were really confused by that. So they texted their dad a picture of the fake one, the one that has the basket. Yeah. And they said, Hey, dad, you worked at fruit of the loom. Do you remember this logo? And their dad responded like, yeah, I remember it. Why? So then they called their dad and explained that the cornucopia was never in it. And the dad immediately got defensive. Like, like, are you calling me a liar? What do you mean it wasn't in the logo? I've got stuff in storage with that logo on it. And I know I saw that logo every day for years. Oh, my Lanta. And so the dad starts rummaging through his old stuff. And of course, he can't find anything with the logo on it. <gasps> So he had a bunch of paperwork, but back then they weren't using letterhead with the logo on it. Mm -hmm. So none of that had it. Uh, all of his stuff from his job didn't have the logo on it. He did remember that the company, Fruit of the Loom, it did change ownership several times while he was there. And he distinctively remembered that one of those times they did change the logo mm -hmm. to remove the basket. But he still can't find any evidence that it was ever the other way. And, you know, wow. nobody else out there can find that evidence either. Um, the person that made the post, uh, they also explained that they attended a lot of company events as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, a large company like that, it's going to have every summer, there's going to be some like barbecue type oh, thing. Oh, sure. Bring, bring the whole family. And they remember seeing that logo everywhere. They would like make big, big cutouts of the logo and stuff. And they said they even remember sitting in a big cornucopia that they made to go with the logo. Oh, my goodness. And it's the, just the all thing, a lie. Yeah. The other thing is uh, the dad said that all of the employees, they always referred to it as the basket. They didn't say cornucopia or horn of plenty. They just called it the basket. Like, why would you remember something like that if it wasn't there, right? That's too weird. That is way too weird. Yeah. So how is it that employees of that company would misremember their own logo? Mm -mm. I don't think it's very hard to see why somebody would start to believe some of these parallel universe things, you know? Mm. Gosh. Oh, yeah. I'm just questioning just like the basis of my whole reality <laughs> currently. Yeah. And what's funny is everybody, once they see this, they spend hours on their own trying to find evidence as if that hasn't already happened by a thousand other people. Oh, of course. I'm also very curious if we'll continue to see this effect happening in the future, because I wonder with so much of this stuff existing on the internet that we'll have a better time remembering things. Like, do you know what I'm getting at? Because like the Berenstain Bears and mm -hmm. the Sinbad Shazam movie, uh, were Sinbad in Kazam. <laughs> uh, because those were times when the internet wasn't around. Like, I, I wonder if that effect is going to diminish. Let's, we, I should ask the ghost historian and just see what, yeah. see what she thinks. I don't know. I mean, 
you seem uh, pretty into that robber emoji. I I have definitely seen that one. I feel like I've <laughs> absolutely seen the hiker one. I feel like I've sent my sister the seahorse emoji. Um, yeah, a lot of people, they've gone back through all their old messages to try to find an example of it. Mm. Yeah, shook is uh, is how I feel right now. Wow, 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 wow. I actually had I had a, uh, some more like really minor ones. Maybe we'll throw them up on the Instagram and <gasps> yes. see what people think about those. Yep. Well, if you have also had your reality pulled out from under you like a cheap rug, um, we <laughs> want to hear from you. Uh, make sure to hit us up on Instagram at coworking underscore podcast. If you've got a topic suggestion for us, hit us up. Slide into our DMs. Um, give us a, a topic suggestion. Uh, we sh- we're sure that you have friends that have also probably used the robber emoji. Uh, and y- you're going to be the person that bears the bad news and tells them that emoji has never existed. Um, but when you break the bad news, um, tell them about the co-working podcast and uh, <laughs> rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us. Um, but that's it for this week. Um, that's all the the reality shaking that we'll do for you. We're going to see you again in two weeks. Bye. <laughs>